the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast again. This is episode 31, and I'm again, and our calendars finally crossed paths. Kirk and I are back together, and uh, yeah. yep, back together. If you were to come to a um, Free Indeed class, we have mentioned this, of course, many, many times. And in fact, we have a class coming up here next month. I know and realize that this is an evergreen, uh, eternal out there. But at the same time, we're recording this before the next class, ahead of the next class coming up in March of 2019 here in Parker, Colorado. So we want to invite you there. Uh, go to freeindeed36.com and, and scroll down. And you can see how to register and just see the content of each class. I won't tell you which class it's in, but there's a video of a guy named Kirby Roy. And um, it's, a, it's a YouTube segment from Sports Medicine. And um, the whole premise of this, this whole segment is about a guy named Kirby Roy who is a, um, I don't know what degree, black belt something or other. He's, he's a pretty advanced martial artist. And he literally, literally, on camera, you see him get kicked in the nuts. And mm. it's just uh, mm-hmm. humorous, funny, kind of, you look at it with your mouth kind of wide open, and it's like, this guy gets kicked in the nuts almost for a living mm. <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have something going on here. I, I, I mean, Kirk, you got something going on, and we're going to kind of have a different episode this time. And whereas I'm not going to necessarily start with a question um, I suppose I'll be asking lots of questions, but you know what? There's a guy out there I have in mind right now who might be in your shoes. You're not wearing shoes at the moment. You know, Kirk does a great job keeping himself in shape. Uh, he does a good job getting out there and, and running. And so physical exercise is one of the keystones to, and foundations to freedom. Um, and Kirk's done a lot of that. And unfortunately last week, when um, he was out doing some exercise, he had uh, a slip on some ice around here, and um, he didn't fall, I guess, right? You didn't fall, right? I did not fall. I slipped, but I didn't fall. Many times in life, I did fall. This time, I did not fall. So you did not fall, <laughs> and he um, didn't fall, but that was kind of the beginning of a few days, and up till now, a lot of physical pain, and we won't go into the details, but there's a lot of other stuff going on in Kirk's life right now. And he had a pretty significant event this past week. He needed to get himself ready for uh, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And uh, this was a week, and I, you tell me if I'm overstating this, Kirk, that you felt like you've been being kicked in the nuts. Um, yes, that uh, that's a very accurate assessment. Uh, first of all, I was trying to look up the meaning of number 31, and it's way too complicated to even... Okay. Here, so we just want to, it's not even. All right. Thing. But anyhow, um, yeah, this past week, man, has been a Kirby Roy kind of week. Um, <clears throat> just in terms of, yeah, just a lot of personal setbacks, family setbacks, relationship setbacks, just attacks on the physical side, just a lot, just pressed in on all different sides. And, uh, you know, there's times in life where, um, I mean, I, you know, we could, church up some stuff here we could you know we could easily come on and act like everything is going to be great and act like everything is going to be perfect in life you're never going to have challenges you're never going to have you know valleys at all and like we can act like that um 
but that's just not realistic. That's just not accurate. And, uh, and so we, you know, we like to keep it real here and, and that's just what we do. So in the process of keeping it real, yeah, this past week, man, I, um, <clears throat> week really a couple of weeks has just not been a great week at all. And specifically, you know, I, I, um, was in the emergency room four or five days ago, um, probably under the most amount of pain that I've ever felt. Um, and, uh, physically, um, and uh, pretty much have been bedridden up until then. But all of that happened in a week leading up to a major anti-human trafficking conference that I spoke at or was scheduled to speak at. And so, you know, besides just the the physical attacks, then, you know, those physical attacks quite often can become spiritual attacks in terms of, you know, then you begin to lay around and question like, all right, God, are you there? I mean, God, I mean, let's just be real. Um, I mean, if this offends you, then I'm sorry, but I have days where uh, I do ask like, God, are you there? Like, are you real? I mean, I, you know, there's one day at the end of last week, the middle of last week, I guess, where I was literally sitting in my car, just crying, just crying and begging for God to just show up and begging for really anybody to just show up. Somebody help me. Like I need help right now. I'm, I'm melting down. I mean, just, it was just one of those meltdown kinds of situations, the dark night of the soul, as you might've heard and, you know, that kind of a thing where, um, you know, where it was just uh, just kind of a, a a little glimpse into kind of where where I was last week and where I'm not even still completely out of. But and then leading up into this this conference, which would, was yesterday as we record this, um, you know, I was there, you know, on crutches. I've never been on crutches in my life, but, you know, I was there on crutches and, you know, there seemed to, I felt kind of the pressure of the expectation to, you know, to speak and to deliver and all those other kinds of things. And, and yet at the same time, how do I even make it up onto the stage because there was no ramp um, and just little things like that. And, you know, the, the PowerPoint wasn't right and the video wasn't right and just all kinds of little things like that. And, and oh, by the way, I'm on Percocet. So, you know, when I got on Percocet, the doctor said, you know, be sure you don't do anything that requires a lot of mental focus and concentration while you're on this. And I'm thinking, you mean like standing on stage in front of hundreds of people, you know, telling my story and, and, uh, and, and talking about pornography. And so, um, and so, yeah, there was just the pressure of that. And while I was up on stage, man, I was getting lightheaded and, and I thought I was going to pass out. I'm not even sure now. I just talked to my mom. I told her, I'm not even sure now what I said. And when I think back, I think I kind of made it through my, 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 my deck, my slides. Um, but, um, but what that looks like, I don't know, but man, I'm telling you, yeah, it was just, a, it was just, uh, you know, it, it, it has been definitely one of those kick in the nut kind of experiences. And yeah, you know, this guy, Kirby Roy, you know, he is a sports science is the name of the show. Um, and you know, if you YouTube it, sports science, Kirby Roy, um, and uh, essentially, you know, he had this big, huge MMA American Gladiator guy, Justice Smith, literally line up and kick him in the in the nuts with eleven hundred pound, pounds of force, and and he just took it like a baller. Um, and uh, and so there's yeah, a his heart rate never that. went up. Yeah, heart, I can't say my heart rate never went up in this oh, past week. Um, but yeah, and so that it has been one of those kind of one of those kind of weeks and we even talked about when we came on, like maybe we should give everybody a caveat <laughs> that, uh, that, um, you know, there may be a little bit different tone. And as we stand here, I mean, I've been on bed rest for days and, and, uh, you know, on, on these pain meds and all that kind of stuff and no sleep. So, um, I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing what I got. 
I'm bringing what I got. And, and you know, just believing that that's enough. Uh, this is this is how I fight my battles. That was that was my theme yesterday. There's a song surrounded. Uh, Michael W. Smith sings it. Somebody else does too. But Michael W. Smith is the one that's kind of on the radio a lot. And the 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 kind of the chant throughout the song is, "This is how I fight my battles." And uh, and I made the choice yesterday, just put on my socks and underwear. Like, okay, if I got to go through this hurt, if I got to go through this pain, then I'm gonna put some purpose to it. And uh, I'm going to believe that it's for somebody that I'm going to believe that this pain that I'm going through this attack that I'm going through this whatever experience that I'm going through is not for me. It's for somebody else. And so, OK. All right, devil. OK, hip. OK, life. If you want to fight. Cool. This is how I fight my battles. I fight my battles by getting dressed. I fight my battles by getting my forefoot sword and I fight my battles by getting my butt, <clears throat> you know, into the fight onto the stage, onto a microphone, onto a podcast, whatever it is, and, and not quitting. So maybe I'm giving myself a pep talk right now, but that's kind of the that's kind of the summary of kind of where this past several days have been, where I've been, where I still am at this point and, and all that. Um uh but yeah, so that that's been the case there. Has um you know in terms of your freedom, you know, back in the day, medication, medicating pain. You know, tell me, tell the guy out there who's listening to this, who, uh, who might be feeling that kick in the nuts thing. Um, and maybe up to this moment, they, they've medicated all that pain with, uh, with a pornography habit or addiction. And, you know, what we're trying to promote here with free indeed is, you know, you've got an alternative. So what, what's that been like for you since, uh, this has been going on for a bit? Yeah, that's, I mean, one of the. One of the V's in my book, um, it actually came up on stage yesterday. One of the V's in my book is victory in terms of one of the things that we get from pornography. And we, what I mean by that is we get unlimited victory because we never hear no. As a matter of fact, all we hear is yes. And, and that yes, um, over and over again, I mean, begins to program us. And that yes gives us the sense of I'm a winner, that I, that I'm successful, that I'm a champion, that all those kinds of things. And, and that translates to me to that locker room kind of feeling of being a winner because I, I never lose with her, her meaning that, that mistress, that IP mistress, I never lose with her. And to me, what that translates to on a neurological, physiological, psychological kind of level is the endorphin release that you get when you, uh, when you consume pornography and that endorphin release, uh, you know, again, this is kind of a highlight from the book, but you know, endorphins are the body's natural opiate. It's a feel good. And it's also a pain reliever. And so opiates are drugs like heroin, morphine, codeine, Oxycontin, um, uh, Percocet, like I'm on, <laughs> um, like Dilaudid, like they gave me in the, in the ER. All those are in the opiate category, opioid category. And, uh, and again, they regulate pain and they, in, in theory, at some level, they bring a sense of euphoria. And so, you know, when you have pain in your life, and some of it is physical, like I may be experiencing some of it is emotional, like I've been experiencing some of it is spiritual, like I just talked about. Some of it is relational. Um, all the different kinds of pain that we experience when you consume pornography, one of the benefits of pornography, yes, I say one of the benefits of pornography is that you can get relief from that pain. And, and that's a lot of things, you know, it's stuff that people don't get. Um, I get relief from that pain when I can, when I used to, I'm kind of speaking of from the guy's, perspective that's in it <clears throat> and uh and so yeah i get relief from that the doubts and the 
and the emotional pain in life and the, and all those kinds of things. And so I, you know, I could easily go to porn to medicate that feeling of loss or that feeling of rejection or that feeling of abandonment. Um, maybe even that feeling of physical pain, you know, I can, I can get some relief from all of that. So there's real reasons why we go to something like, like a pornography, especially something that's free and unlimited. There's very real reasons why we go to that. Um, and, uh, and that's one of them, just a relief from the pain. And man, I, (laughs) I would love right now to not have this pain or not be feeling this pain in any kind of way. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that guy to tell you that I never get the urge. I'm not that guy to tell you I never get tempted. I'm not that guy to tell you that I, you know, I never say, man, maybe it's all right to quit. I mean, I'm not that guy. Sometimes, man, sometimes I do sit back and say, you know, man, it sure would be a lot easier if I just kind of quit and just went back to being Clark Kent and not try to be Superman. Um, and so, yeah, that, I mean, that, uh, that, that would be, uh, I mean, that would be great right about now, but you almost have to make that conscious choice, you know, day in and day out. And I'm home by myself. So it's not like I got to worry about somebody walking in the room or, or sneaking in or nothing like that. I'm, I mean, I live alone other than when my kids are here. So, um, so yeah, that would be a great escape. And that's one of the ways that, that's one of the ways that we, that we use pornography to our benefit, which is to medicate pain. So why is no important? Why is getting a no important? You said victory. Uh, one of the things that the IP mistress does is give us an unconditional victory. Right. And so why is it important to not always have that victory? Well, first of all, if you never hear no, especially in the sexual context, and, you know, what, what does that do for your baseline of consent? Um, and so, you know, we there's this thing in our culture, especially with teens and and uh, and and even with the whole area or the realm of harassment and abuse and all those kinds of things, the core of that is a broken thermometer of consent. And so, if you program, if you condition yourself, your heart to never hear no, and that being okay, like I can do whatever I want, and the answer is always yes, then first and foremost, you're gonna set a baseline of you know when I'm with a human being in any kind of way, they don't have a choice. And so that the whole notion of never hearing no kind of gets you a little bit off off center there. The other part about hearing no is that uh, I mean it just sets. I mean life is a series of no's. I mean you know that's what I was thinking about right now. Yeah. You know? I mean life life is a series What's of going on with you. It, sometimes you know life just tells you no, man. I mean if you're at work, I mean especially if you're in sales, you know that basically your whole job is to get through the no's to find the yeses. And so, you know, the understanding, and sometimes God says no, be honest. I mean, let's just keep it real. Sometimes, I mean, if faith is part of your life, the reality is sometimes you might ask God for something. God, can you fix this? God, can you fix my marriage? God, can you fix my kids? God, can you fix my finances? God, whatever it is, you know, God, can you just take this away from me? I I can't tell you how many times I've asked God to just take this away from me. And Paul asked God to take this away from me. Paul said, man, this thorn in me, he... He pleaded with the Lord for three times to take that thorn away. And, you know, the Bible doesn't record that, that, that Jesus says specifically no, but he sure didn't say, yeah, he just said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so, you know, the whole notion of no is important in terms of just the baseline for understanding and your filter through life. And you got to understand that in every part of your life, there are going to be no's. And so, you know, to live one part of your life absent of no, and to have that be 
a major part of your life, it sets you up for failure because you won't be able to handle when the rest of life begins to say no. Exactly. And so, yeah, the, the porn habit short circuits, the growth that happens when you, you're not supposed to get a yes. Right. You know, if you're absolutely, and I mean, if you, if you're, if you can consume pornography with broadband internet, that means you have access to broadband internet. And that means you pretty much can say, you can get whatever you want, basically. Right. It doesn't always mean you're in the first world if you have broadband internet. But if you are in the first world and you're listening to this and you're in a place where, and I'm sorry if that term you know gets to anybody, first world, I'm just talking about the modern society that's got all the conveniences and all you do is work for a paycheck and then you get whatever you want with either that money or credit or whatever it might be. You know, Our world is so much about saying yes. Yeah. I've told my kids and, uh, you know, we talk about debt and getting out of debt and, um, you know, a problem with debt or a reason for debt is an impatience and an impatience to, you know, deny oneself in the moment. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why credit is so popular because people aren't saying no. Yeah. And that's actually a great point. I mean, how, you know, the notion of no and the importance of hearing no, how would your kids be if you never told them no? What, right. would a, what would a two-year-old or even an eight- or ten-year-old, what would they be like if they never hear no? It's kind of like these rich kids you hear on TV that take, you know, mommy and daddy's Ferrari and, you know, go whatever, just go crazy and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, it's the notion of – it's kind of the same thing in terms of the natural growth and development. Sometimes, and you know, maybe I'm the only one, I doubt it, but sometimes I just tell my kids no – not so much just so they can hear no, but sometimes just so they don't get, I mean, everything they want. I mean, if obviously if I can, I will. But sometimes I don't feel bad. Well, I definitely don't feel bad if I have to say no or if it's not appropriate or if I don't have the money or I don't have the time or the resources or whatever. Um, I mean, it's healthy for our kids to hear no. We as parents feel guilty sometimes telling our kids no because we want our kids to like us. We want them to be our friends, and, and that doesn't set them up for anything but failure in the future because when they get into the workforce, when they get into real-life relationships, when they get into all those kinds of things, they are absolutely going to hear no sometimes. And like I said, sometimes you can pray, and the answer could be no. Or even worse off, you could pray, and the answer could be no answer. <laughs> could be silence. Which could come across as a, as a no. I'm right. thinking of the scene from uh, Bruce Almighty when he kept hearing all the, the prayers, he'd see everybody's prayers. Yeah. Um, and all he said was yes by default for all right. of them. Yeah. And then there were riots because everybody won the lottery, mm-hmm. but they won like three bucks. Uh, that's a humorous way to yeah. look at it, yeah. I guess. Absolutely. No, I get it. I get it for sure. So you, uh, now you, t- you can tell us right now live where you are, but you know, up until last week, you were keeping a few of us updated on your, you had a goal for pushups this this month. Yes. And so uh, what I said was the month of February 2019 here, I was going to do 100 push-ups a day, um, which um, I completely did up until Wednesday, last Wednesday, which is when I went to the ER. Um, and so I don't know what day of the week that I don't know if that was the 20th or something like that or tw- 19th. I don't know. But, um, but yeah. And so up until then, I have. But since Wednesday, I have not. I have not done any. I'm giving myself credit for all this daggone pain that I'm in, um, in terms of gutting it out. Right. But I'm not gutting out pushups, but I did get to the point. So yeah, that would have been like what a couple thousand pushups or something. Um, 
over the course of 20 days. I think it was 2,800. Yeah. So my goal was 2,800 by the end of February. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, truth be told, uh, once all this kind of went crashing down, man, yeah. Last thing I need is more pain right now. I mean, I'm lightheaded on Percocet and everything as it is. Um, and so, so yeah, I've been, um, I've been, uh, I've not been doing push-ups since then, but but yeah, I'd, I'd actually stuck with it for several weeks, and it was actually getting kind of cool too. Was getting a challenge at first. I was doing I think twenty at a time, and I did that five times, and it didn't take that long to do actually. Um, and then then you know then I was like, well, wait a minute. If I do twenty-five at a time, that's only four reps that I got to do a day. Um, and then I did that for a little bit. Then I was like, I'm gonna try to do forty at a time. And then I did 40 at a time, and then then that was like, you know, that got kind of weird with the math in terms of, okay, I do that twice, and I got to do 10s or whatever. Then I actually gutted out, and I did 50. And then I, then I was like, well, shoot, I just got to do that twice a day. And, you know, quite honestly, I could do that. You know, I could do that before I leave out in the morning. And so, um, and so yeah, it got to be a personal challenge of mine, but but <clears throat> being able to push – myself and challenging myself in some ways was beneficial in that, in that, that capacity. So in the context of our conversation, you're only because of its pain though. I mean, you, that's the pain overrode the, uh, the challenge that you're in in the goal setting. And I'm just wondering, is there any sense of disappointment? No, (laughs) no, no. No, Cause this, this sucks right now, man. I'm telling you this. I mean, yeah. And I think it, for me, it was a matter of discipline. It was a matter of, you know, of kind of, causing and i believe you know it's almost like you condition yourself to pain kind of like the curb back to the kirby roy thing you know the whole premise behind that is that he didn't just get up there and do that that day he had been training for that for years and years and years training by pushing himself by getting kicked in the nuts by challenging himself physically and all that stuff and so um and so when the time came he was able to withstand that but so the whole notion was to just and this is the same thing with with uh, exercise you know, that's why exercise is that is, is kind of that key component, because when you exercise, that's actually good stress. Like, you know, talking to my doctor, exercise is considered good stress. It's stress on your body, but it's good stress and it's stress that causes growth as opposed to stress that causes destruction. And so the whole point of having a physical outlet in your life is to induce good stress into your body, into your psyche, into all of who you are, and then you get benefits from that. And so I was inducing good stress into my life with 100 push-ups a day. So at this point, I mean, I, <laughs> at this point, I'm in the Justice Smith kicking you in the nuts phase. And I'm pretty sure Kirby Roy didn't, wasn't sad that he missed his daily getting kicked in the nuts workout the day that he got kicked in the nuts with Kirby uh, with Justice Smith. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm not disappointed. I mean, like I said, at this, I, I just – I'm day to day right now, and so I'm giving. My, and you, I, you also have to give yourself grace. Grace is hugely important, man. You give yourself grace. And had I not made a hundred one of those days, I would have made it up the next day. Um, but you know, you got to give yourself grace to a degree. I mean, hold yourself accountable, but still give yourself grace to. I mean, I could I could be kicking myself, telling myself I'm a failure right now because I haven't done a hundred push-ups today. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've been in bed for three days on Percocet and muscle relaxer and ibuprofen. So I'm good. I'm good with that. Like, All right. If that's how I'm going to go down, I'm good with okay. that. Okay. All right. Um, so 
this this uh, this last few days. Um, you know, I came over to pick you up in the ER, and I still remember. You know, the first thing I saw was just this guy leaning back in his chair, and you were exhausted. And I think the pain meds had finally worked, at least because you were in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. So that was last, I think, Wednesday morning when I came to get you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, has there been a rock bottom with this so far? How how has this experience been? Uh, the injury is one of a few things that that are going on here. Uh, and so, you know, how, how's it been for you in terms of besides the physical injury? I mean, I, I'm not going to ask you any more detail than you, than you want. You never realize that you're at the rock bottom until you're past the rock bottom. Like you never realize, um, you never realize that, um, you know, that that was the rock bottom until you're beyond it. So I can't tell you at, to this point, I can't tell you, um, um, if I had been at my rock bottom or, or what yet, um, I have a couple of doctor's appointments tomorrow. And, and like I said, it's not even just physical. I got, there's just a lot of other things going on too, um, that I'm really just trying to, just trying to get through. Um, a lot of it, you know, just like I said, emotional, relational, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, and so I can't tell you that I've been through the rock bottom, um, I can tell you I'm in a valley for sure. Am I in the bottom of the valley or am I am I on the way down? I mean, to a lower part of the valley? I don't know. Am I in the valley but but on the way out? I can't tell you, but um but I can for sure say that that I'm in a valley of life, man, and uh you know <clears throat> and uh and just trying to and, and you know, it's, it's great when I'm one of those people that even when I'm there I know all the scripture. <laughs> I know all the quotes. I can watch all the motivational videos on YouTube. I can watch all that kind of stuff. But in my world, that doesn't necessarily change the experience. Like, oh, whew, I'm so glad you said, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I, you know, I mean, whew, man, I completely forgot that. No, I know that. And it still, it still doesn't take away the challenge of the moment. It still doesn't take away the challenge of the now. Um, and so sometimes we still have to deal with the challenge of the now. I mean, if, if unless everything changes, all of us are going to die one day. And unless yeah. anything changes, every one of us is probably going to be at a funeral of somebody very close to us. I mean, we just, you know, <clears throat> just right now looking down at my phone, I see a, a message from somebody very close to us that, you know, that, uh, that, uh, didn't get some great news, um, health wise. So we're going to go through that kind of stuff. You know, it's gonna, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of how we deal with it and how we handle that whole thing. And, and, um, but again, yeah, I'm definitely not one of those people that'll just act like everything is rainbows and unicorns when it's not. Yeah, yeah the, the reality is, is, is we can find freedom in this life, and uh, but I think that this journey of freedom that God is is bringing us on, and I, I I would never have it any other way except as we articulate freedom in the context of a relationship with God and a biblical freedom, because um, it ultimately leads to the that final freedom uh, of Jesus coming to take us where we belong, where there's true freedom. And to me, that is the, the attention of the now and the not yet. So um, I've got some things happening in my own world personally that I, I need to just both focus on to get through, but also at the same time, get my mind out of there and remember that this life is not it. Everything is going to be okay. Jesus is going to come back. And, you know, we will have the life uh, of, of beauty 
in the life of deep joy that even now begins here. And the challenge against the enemy is to push back and, you know, enemy, you're not going to rob me of my joy. And uh, my personal, one of the ways I've done it, when I've experienced a lot of physical pain, which I have between episodes of uh, recording here, I've had some uh, pretty significant physical pain. And one of my weapons is um, I praise God. Um, and I just do it by faith because um, it says in the Psalms, Psalm 22, that God is enthroned on the praises of Israel. And I interpret that to mean that God is enthroned in our lives when we praise him. And it tells the enemy that you can't take away my ability to praise God and to articulate in a, in a language that uh, invites God to be in the middle of all of this. Whether we know he's the here, you know, and we can see him or hear him or feel him close by, whatever it might be, it's an act of faith. It's an act of defiance, as I understand it. So anyway, um, anything else? No, man, I totally agree. And to be honest with you, I'm not all that great with that sometimes. Sometimes I get too locked in on the things of this world, my circumstances. And oh, yeah. sometimes I get, uh, sometimes, man, I have a hard time taking my eyes off of, you know, off of the valleys and, and focusing on, you know, on the God of the mountains. Um, yeah the God of the hills. And, and I'm, I'm not always great at that. And that is something that I do need to, I need to make a concerted effort to do when I get into the valleys is not be so focused to look into the valleys, but to look where I want to go, which is up. Yep. So that's our invitation for you guys. Um, whether you find yourself doing really well right now, which we pray that you are, or you find yourself, you know, in a place of uh, difficulty and you're not sure what's going to happen next. Um, we also pray that you would be able to, by faith, look to a God who can take care of you. And um, he does take care of us. And, you know, ultimately, we're all going to die. And ultimately, Jesus is going to raise us up if we give our lives over to him. And so that's nothing that we need to worry about. And so um, I hope this has been helpful for you, everybody. And I hope that this has been a place that can uh, move you to, you know, further down your path. Um, like we said at the beginning, it wasn't going to be the most uh, exciting one, but at the same time, um, we feel like this is important to share. This is you know part of our lives, and you were part of our lives too. If you're listening to us right now, and uh, we hope to be part of your life as well. So we appreciate you again listening to uh, Mike and Kirk. Go to freeindeed36.com and check out um, Kirk at freeindeed36.com. And uh, I'm going to also share my newer email based on my newer website, Mike at uh, menrestored.com as well, if you want to get through to either of us. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, men, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. 